Bunker Banter! We are back! And I am your host, Timmy Rendezvous, joined by my special guest and pal, the Godfather, John Dippolina. Dipper, how are we doing today? Um, couldn't be better. Happy New Year. I'm excited to uh, try to fill some of these big... Uh, Big shoes to fill um, with Dennis not being here. Yeah, the chief is uh, the chief is out today, but he gave his blessing to you to step in as co-host. So That's as true. you said, big shoes, first episode of 2023. Big stuff here. So as always, we will start off uh, with our section portion of the show before moving into some fun banter stuff. Obviously, we are here in the winter months. We hope everybody is enjoying some downtime. Uh, we don't have a lot to report on here in the section, uh, but I, we would like to make a little plea here. Uh, committees are still being filled here with our new uh, regime. Uh, I'm sure Bob Sparks has reached out to a few of you. Uh, we're still locking in some additional committee members, though, so uh, maybe Dipper will reach out to some people as well. Uh, so keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. On the job front, as always, PGA, the PGA job board, we have jobs. Uh, there's not a ton out there right now that are being posted, but I'm sure we'll see some more in the coming months. I know we have some assistant positions out there. I think Avon posted a senior assistant golf professional job. They did. They did, right? Yeah, yeah it looked looks, like a pretty good pretty job. pretty good. Yeah, so good for them. Uh, Bulls Bridge, I know. I think Lake Waramog is still looking for somebody. Uh, Ellington, I believe, and just some others uh, that are on the PGA job board as well. Uh, so I don't know if you have anything to add on the job front or, or anything there, Dipper. Yeah, that that new listing from Steve Madison at Avon, that, that is a pretty lucrative little position that he has going there. And I think that uh, any any professional who wants to work for Steve Madison is in good good shape over there. Yeah, no, Steve is a friend of the show, of course, friend yes. of the show. We like uh, like Steve, and uh, Avon's a cool spot as well. And you get uh, to work with Phelpsy, too. That'll be exciting. Yeah, no, that's, uh, exciting is a good word to describe uh, that, uh, <laughs> that spot, for sure. But uh, as a lot of your assistants, too, any uh, head golf professionals or lead golf professionals out there with assistants kind of maybe taking some spots down in Florida or coming and going, uh, let us know here at the section office. Make sure that everybody's... Uh, up to date with their job uh, employment changes and things like that we don't want to have to come hunt you down we don't want to get time out on you so uh so uh, make sure you're giving us a call here with any employment changes that you have or may know of just uh, to keep us in the loop there and i just found out that if you don't report your job changes that you can get fined so i'm gonna have to talk with sparky about maybe finding a lot of people if they don't report within the first 10 days maybe you know generate some more revenue for the section that's what i'm saying well you're the new secretary i had a membership now and you're the godfather so maybe make him an offer they can't refuse yes, and well, we'll be all set how would you like to get whacked 50 bucks right <laughs> no that's a it's a good point you make there and uh again make sure we are reporting our job changes out there everybody plus it'll give a, a good opportunity to call us here in the section office and uh yeah catch up section's open now yeah we talked to uh jim hanlon yesterday one of our uh, valued members, and mm -hmm. you know, he had some choice things to say to uh, myself and Dennis, of course. But he was <laughs> <laughs> living it, living large on the beach down in Florida. So I, I hope a lot of our members are enjoying life somewhere. Enjoying bunker banter on a beach in Florida. What could be better? What could be better than that? What else we got going on? Anything uh, section uh, news you want to tap into here, Dipper? Um, 
kind of curious at how many section members are going to go to the show down in Orlando. Uh, I know that Bob Sparks, Phil, and I are all going down to the show. I know uh, Tom Hankey will be there with Dennis. And uh, just check in with us. We'll be down there. And if you want to get together, we can, you know, meet on Wednesday at uh, on the show floor. Tuesday, I know a bunch of guys will be going to Demo Day, which looks a lot better this year compared to uh, last year. But last year obviously had its limitations. And, uh, yeah, looks like it's going to be a great show. Hopefully, if you come down, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be fun. I uh, unfortunately would not be taking the trip down to Florida this year for the show, but I know it sounds like a bunch of people from what we've talked to uh, will be, so that should be a, a good time there. And Sounds like someone has the reins on you already. Uh, yes, indeed, 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 yes. <laughs> no more vacationing without me, thanks. No, I can't, yes, I'm, uh, I can feel the, the old ball and chain getting a little heavier by the day there. <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening to this episode later. No, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know Dennis and uh, Brian Kaiser have been working on the winter education workshops as well. I think by the end of this week or early next week, we should have a pretty good idea of dates and topics and things like that. Uh, I believe Dave Wilson is going to be doing some type of educational series there. I know Brian Bain will be back for something in person, maybe as part of that four-part series. Uh, so we got some stuff cooking there, so... Uh, stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll release that in, a, in either an e-update or a specific email as well. Um, and the last thing I, you know, we mentioned on the last show too, we do have our section intern posting out there. Uh, we're up to, I think, 15 or 16 candidates, which is good. Uh, and I'm happy to, uh, you know, kind of relay some of my contacts that I've used to, to find some of these candidates. Like I mentioned before, I basically have just reached out to sport management uh, chairpersons from uh, surrounding colleges and you know we've we've had good success using that method in the past and kind of as well as our, our past junior tour players some of which are actually looking to get into the business as well so we have a, a good smattering of candidates uh, to date so looking forward to getting that interview process going uh, probably the end of the month early February uh, but good stuff there and uh, I don't think we have too much else section stuff going on here in the, uh, the early part of January. Uh, but again, if you are interested in a committee, please let us know. Let Bob, Phil, uh, Dipper know. And here we go. It's banter time. Banter time. This is the sports talk time. This wow, is, this is this, so exciting. This is exciting, right? Are we going to talk about the Eagles? No. No, we're not going to talk about the Eagles. Danny's not here. Although we do need to square away. We'll start. I guess now that you brought it up, we'll school. I lost my previous bet to Dennis. Yeah. The Giants, uh, Giants Eagles game where the Eagles embarrassed the Giants at MetLife Stadium. I I, I got him a nice uh, supersized Philly cheesesteak for that. Yeah. As part of that bet at did, Jersey Mike's. Did Danny DeVito deliver it? Yeah, he was actually there uh, watching it being grilled. <laughs> yes, he, he could hear it being grilled. <laughs> yeah, he was right there. Um, but uh, you know, the Giants are currently fourteen point underdogs as of this uh, recording. They actually need this game for the top seed in the, uh, the NFC. And uh, you know what? Why not? Let's, uh, let's throw down the old bet in, uh, Dennis's, on Dennis's behalf here. Are you getting the 14 points, or is this straight up? No. Last time he didn't give me points, he, he kind of said he would give me a field goal on this one. But I'm, <laughs> A field goal? It's 14. Goal. We're in Philly. They need the game. The Giants don't need the game at all. But... I got a good little good little feeling. I feel like the Giants are starting to round into shape a little bit, so 
Why not? Either way, I'm getting a cheesesteak. It's just a matter of whether I'm paying for it or not. <laughs> you're, you're paying for two or you're paying exactly. for one. Wow. So, if anybody wants to take a sucker bet against Tim, he's your man. He's I'm giving away 14 points. Uh, Ron Beck, I'm coming for you when the Rutgers plays Illinois, although I think I might be... Uh, oh, you I'm, might be giving... You uh, may be laying points now. I might have now. to lay some points to, to RB's uh, fighting Illini there. Uh, but crazy news, I'm sure you have seen, as everybody else saw, the crazy... Uh, uh, this safety on the Bills, who is still in critical condition after Monday night's game. Uh, I was actually not watching the game live. I don't know if you had seen it live or not, but uh, wild stuff out of that Bills-Cincinnati game. I was watching it live at, at the beginning. I didn't really think anything of it. They went to commercial like every other injury that happens. And then when they came back, there was that... It was It was a different feeling that the commentators were portraying. And then when they flashed to the players, and the players kind of had huddled up, and you could saw a couple of guys crying, you you knew that it wasn't like a regular injury. I, I immediately thought it was a, a spinal injury of some sort. And then, you know, as the news kept leaking out, you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. And when they walked to the locker room, when the players walked to the locker room, I turned to my wife and I said, they're not coming back out. They're, they're just going to cancel the game and move on. And probably, I still think they're going to just call it a tie. And uh, I think they made the, the right decision. They took their time. They made the right decision. I feel so bad for this young man. Um, it sounded like it was unavoidable. I know that there are some, some compression shirts that my nephews wear in baseball yeah. in case a baseball hits them in a the chest. I don't know if they're going to make stuff like that mandatory. I don't know. Maybe he was wearing one. Not sure, but it's just un it's unfathomable that this happened. Yeah, I mean, based on I mean, we don't really know too much about other than he's still in critical condition. I saw his family made a post or sent out a statement yesterday while they're at the hospital, and I think his vitals are back to normal, but he's mm -hmm. still in critical shape. So nobody really knows if it was kind of a freak thing, if there was maybe a pre-existing condition. I'm sure a lot will be a lot of research will be done on the the health and safety mm -hmm. aspect of it. You obviously feel terrible for him and his family and everything like that, and. Like you said, I thought that the NFL and ESPN, the coverage, handled it pretty well. I thought that when it happened, nobody really jumped to conclusions. They kind of kept going back and forth to break, gathering information. And then you kind of saw the player, when the players really kind of barricaded around him and you couldn't really see anything, yeah. you really knew that it was going to be something serious. And, you know, Buck and Aikman kind of had that tone. And, you know, Lisa Salters was obviously getting Crying. emotional. Yep. and you knew it was something very serious, and you didn't really quite know what. And you know, I think, the, like you said, the NFL did a good job of just suspending the game. Uh, it becomes obviously the the football side of things a scheduling nightmare. They might just leave it as a tie. They're talking about having, you know, they have that gap week in between the Super, the the championship games and the Super Bowl that they could push things back. But uh, I think you're probably closer to being right, and that they'll leave it as a tie. Uh, and see how things shake out because I mean that game is potentially a big seeding game I think if the Bills mm -hmm. won they would have been back up to the one seed there but well they can do some clever things if they want to the past couple of years with all those games being moved around for COVID yeah we saw that that NFL was very creative and the players had to be creative and uh, if they really want to do that they can I just say just call it a tie or, or you know what just Give one team the win, one team the loss. I don't know how they're going to handle it. I'm sure they're going to just wait to see what happens in the outcomes of this week's game to see if it's even worth playing, if the two teams want to play. I mean, there's a good chance the Bills aren't even going to play this weekend against against New England. And 
Yep. Nobody would nobody would blame them if they didn't want to. Yep. No, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out. But hopefully he's uh, he turns out all right and uh, can get back on the mend here. Uh, hopefully pretty soon. But crazy stuff out of the NFL. Uh, season is wrapping up. Week 18, heading into the playoffs. We've mm-hmm. got a lot of jockeying for positioning. Giants are locked into their their spot. I'm just happy that they're in the playoffs at this point. And uh, like I said, looking like they're playing. They played really well against a terrible Colts Colts team the other day. But you think yeah. another one of those pictures on a yacht is going to pop up? From I the really receivers? hope that we do not have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the last time you went to the playoffs. That was it. The last time, 2016. Odell, what was he smoking a stove on the back of a yacht, no the, shirt on? The infamous boat trip. <laughs> That was the last time we got smacked by uh, Green Bay mm-hmm. in Green Bay, and that was that was it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we got uh, a better group of guys on the team. How did uh, they do that? Did they even like take? Did they have a bye week or something? Well, because there's, I guess there's like the the time in between. I for, you know what I forget because <laughs> they didn't have a bye if they no, went they didn't, to no, Green Bay. No, they definitely Bay. didn't have a bye. So they yeah. flew down to Florida for one game, one night. Yeah. Of, Fun on a boat. Yeah, they were in Miami for fun on a boat, and Odell and Sterling Shepard and all those guys. It was that was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. But uh, looking forward to the NFL playoffs coming up. Uh, we had a lot of fun with uh, with the college stuff. I didn't really catch many of the college games. I don't know if you saw any of the the bowl, the Final Four games there, but well, yeah, because I bet both of them and I parlayed both of them oh. and lost. Oh yeah, I, 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 going back to my the boat, I couldn't hit water from a boat when it, <laughs> it when it comes to uh, betting this year. I was even going to bet a couple of college games. And I just missed them. I thought yeah. Villanova would handle Marquette at home. They lost. Yeah. Good thing I didn't have my phone uh, handy, or else I would have lost a, a little more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I bet I'm a very frugal gambler. But yeah, the games were exciting. I mean, Michigan, I totally laid an egg to give well, them they, 51 points. They did everything they could to lose the game. I mean, they threw two pick sixes and then mm. had to fumble at like the one yard. I mean, they were, they were, and they still almost came back and won in the second half. Uh, and then the late game, I caught I, uh, the end of that after uh, I flamed out on New Year's Eve. I, I hit a wall at like 10.30 New Year's Eve out and about. And then I came home to uh, mm-hmm. watch the second half of the Ohio State game and Again, that was another great game, great comeback. If, and pe- if people think coaching doesn't matter, coaching matters big time. Watching big that time. game, they're down, and all of a sudden Ohio State runs that fake fake punt, but I guess somebody called timeout from the sideline because yeah. they didn't like their set. That saved the game. That saved the game. That totally saved the game. Then Ohio State punts it away. The, I can't remember the kid's name for uh, Georgia. Georgia. Leads him down the yeah. field, touchdown. Bennett, and, yeah unbelievable that one coaching move saved the game if coaching is it, it's, it's so sports, important it's still very, very football important. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah and that was a great game i mean you feel a little bit bad for the kicker i think because that was just possibly oh. the worst attempt at a field i goal. feel bad for that it was a 50 yarder it's not like it was a 29 yard field goal but yeah, like I don't think oh. he expected him to like just go up there and knock it through, but like I no. mean, at least kick it on on goal, I would think. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. He's 21 years old. Yeah. It's the the that was rough. I feel bad that for the rough. kid. Yeah, I remember there was some some announcer saying that they should just get rid of plates kicking altogether. I think that's a little drastic, but you got to feel bad for you got to feel bad for the kid. I mean, 50, no, definitely. at least it was a 50. If it yeah. was 30, I mean, that would have been he would be able to walk in Columbus no. again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, 
good game there, and I think we'll have. I was kind of rooting for the Ohio State Michigan uh, championship just because of the rivalry there, but it'll be fun to have TCU uh, playing Georgia. Uh, and then on to uh, what else we got? College basketball. I mean, I think that's something that we can both uh, get in on. And you know, as always, I will start with my Scarlet Knights as they came off probably their biggest win. I don't say in school history because they've had some deep NCAA tournament runs back in the 70s, but I mean, going into Mackey Arena and taking down undefeated number one Purdue the other night, uh, almost a year ago today, they did it the same thing at uh, at the rack when uh, Purdue was number one as well, but monumental win for Rutgers the other day. Yeah, I mean, that's almost punching your ticket to March already. You get the win like that on the road, as long as Purdue doesn't fall off the map. Yeah. That that game is going to look a lot better than anybody else you're going to be heads up against, you know, for those, you know, late seeds. And this might even propel Rutgers to, you know, get into the top 25 and maybe be a better seed than originally anticipated. Because uh-huh. you got that one weird loss. What was it, Ohio State? Yeah, the loss that wasn't really a loss. loss. So they really should be three and zero in the Big Ten right now. Uh, And I mean, it it, it wasn't even one of those like, oh, they should like they literally the Big Ten said they they won the game. (laughs) The officials completely uh, screwed the pooch there at the end. But uh, feeling very good about my Scarlet Knights. I would like to see them. They have two more games this week, both at home, Maryland and Iowa, who they should both be definitely favored against. But the thing about Rutgers last couple years is they've had some. Very big wins, followed up by some letdown games. So I think to, to for me to really think, feel confident about them going forward, I would like to see them uh, beat two inferior opponents at home. And then I think, uh, like you said, I think they will 100% be ranked after that. Yeah, but you'd rather have a great win than a bad loss. 100%. A bad yeah. loss, it's not not everyone's going to beat number one. Yeah. Everyone On in the, the road. tournament's probably yeah. going to have a bad loss. I mean, there is no bigger win that any team can have, really than a road win against the number one team in the country. So, huge game there. Uh, On the UConn side of things, they uh, took their first defeat the other day on the road against Xavier, who is a... Listen, that's... That's a tough place to play. That's a tough place to play. Xavier's a very good team. And, you know, to me, the couple games before the Xavier game, UConn looked like they were starting to play like a little tense. They weren't as free-flowing as they had been... Uh, earlier in the season, I mean, I think we saw them at their, you know, I don't say their peak because I think they're still the best team in the country. But, in, you know, in the Phil Knight Invitational, I mean, they were dominating teams, playing very free and loose. And I don't know if it's the pressure of being undefeated just kind of weighing on you. I, I'm i glad that they have at least a loss now and can mm-hmm. kind of relax. And like, it wasn't a bad loss by any means, a road loss to, I think, Xavier's now up to rank 17th after that win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got a tough game on the road tonight against Providence. Well, they still out-rebounded Xavier quite a bit. They kind of dominated the glass. They just didn't knock that three down that they're heavily relying on this year. And I think they're relying on it so much because of guys like Sonogo and Klingon that can clean it up. I would have liked to see Klingon and Sonogo play a few more minutes together in the second half against those two. Uh, I think they're both seven feet for yeah. Xavier. I would have liked to see them both get in there at the same time. I thought Newton played a below below average game. Yeah. Uh, and the guys just didn't knock shots down. They just didn't. And then I don't know what I don't know what Hurley was thinking. <laughs> I mean, that could be the Achilles heel of UConn is Hurley gets a little too fired up. Yeah. Way too much. I don't and I don't know what he said. I never did see the press conference after. Yeah. I don't know if he just used a curse word or he was completely inappropriate, but 
Calhoun used to get teed up a lot at UConn, but I don't ever remember saying it with 90 seconds to go in like a three-point game. I don't remember that. Maybe maybe I'm looking through it with rose-colored yeah. glasses with Jim Calhoun, who I think is the second-best college coach to ever coach college basketball. We were debating that the other day. Who do so. you got as number one on the side? Uh, coach bro. K. Coach K, yeah. I mean, Calhoun brought UConn from nothing. Yeah. To well, a power you know, four, you know, yeah. essentially four <laughs> national championships in 15 years. Duke was, they weren't really anything either. Yeah. They were a doormat when he showed up in the early 80s. No, I have and, no arguments against yeah. that at all. But yeah. I can't really think of anyone else that I would put in the same caliber with the national championships won and how he didn't just inherit a program and, and run with it. And I don't. I think you don't have to compare those teams in the '60s. That was no. It's tough with like. I mean, like the the wooden. I mean, the yeah. UCLA and wooden. I mean, you can put those kind of guys up there. And then it's just you know you got Dean Smith. You got I mean Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. You can put in there. I mean, I think. I mean, you can even kind of put. I mean, I know Patino is kind of a shady guy, but Patino yeah. was a great coach. Yeah, great coach. He was. I mean, you got Providence to the Final Four, Kentucky. Kentucky. And, Louisville. Uh, Louisville, I forgot. I was going to say Memphis, but that that's Calipari. Yeah. That's the other Paisan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got all the Paisans. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, UConn will be just fine. They're, they got, the, tonight they're at another tough place to play. Yep. The Dunkin' Donuts Arena, if that's what they still call it over there in Providence. They're, they, uh, I think, at 8.30 on Fox Sports. Yeah, and, and uh, Providence has played much better recently, too, if I, uh, well, if I look coach, at that. He's a great coach. Cooley. He's a very good yeah, coach. Yeah, Cooley. Best pals of John Coalition. Really? Well, John. John likes to think <laughs> According so. to John Coalition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, we had to get in there. Without Dennis, we still have to pick on JK somehow. Well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now that'll be a good game tonight. 8.30, FS1. Uh, I'm sure they'll get back on track. Because like I said, I, I mean, now having seen Purdue up close, obviously Purdue is very good. You know, the big guy, Edie, for them, 7-4. Uh, player, you know, national player of the year favorite is just he's unguardable basically mm-hmm. at times for them. So it's it's tough to to beat them. But I don't think Purdue is as good a shooting team as they were in years past, where they had you know Jaden Ivy was a lottery pick last year, and uh, uh, the other kid whose name yes, I'm forgetting, he's like the Sasha something, yeah. And uh, he yeah, they were good. Purdue had them. They were better last year. They had some guys that could. They can they're really good. shoot. It I mean, last they're year. good this year too, obviously. But, but I th- I still think top to bottom, UConn is just depth wise. I mean, you're getting it from guy like if if Joey California is not doing it, Caravan's doing it. If Klingon's not doing it, Sonogo's doing mm-hmm. it. If Newton's not, like they just have these guys all over the place. Hawkins is the key to the team. I really believe it. I think he's a poor man's Ray Allen. He's got such a quick shot. He's confident as long as he doesn't, you know, knock on wood here, have the two of. Two uh, um, yeah. concussions like he had last year. I think that. What was it? Two games ago, he shot the daylights out of it in the first half. I forget which. Such a good looking yes, shot. It's very pure, very pure stroke from him. Uh, so UConn, I'm sure, will get back on track tonight. I think they have another game over the weekend, too. So a full week for them at Rutgers. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, what else we got? Oh, the Scott Stallings thing we wanted to st- talk about. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. And if you haven't heard, Scott Stallings, there are apparently two Scott Stallings out there. The real Scott Stallings, as far as the one that we all know as the golfer Scott Stallings, professional golfer, Scott Stallings was sitting there waiting on his master's invite Mm -hmm. and waiting and waiting and waiting. And the master's is like, dude, we already sent it out. 
to Scott Stallings, who lives in wherever he lives, and has the same name, his wife's name is the same name as the professional golfer Scott Stallings, and this Scott Stallings is just a uh, weekend hacker. <laughs> and to his credit, I guess reached out and said... I, social media. Yeah. yeah, but like Dennis and I were talking about this yesterday. Would you have just showed up at the Augusta and just let it rip? Here I am. This is my invitation. My wife is here ready for the dinners. I, I can't believe that, you know, you hold Augusta National in such high regard. If you've yeah. ever gone to the Masters, there's not a blade out of place. And to think that they made this mistake is, like, laughable. Like, Uncharacteristic. You, if you don't have the guy's address, you'd think the first thing you do is call the PGA Tour and be like, hey, we need Scott Stallings' address. But instead, they went to White Pages or something. Yeah. They just Googled him and said, oh, there he is, Scott Stallings, and they sent the ad- they sent to the wrong address. It's, it's, it's really hilarious. It's such a... Not a big mistake. It's just a laughable mistake. Yeah, no, it's definitely hilarious. But I think it would have been even more funny if the dude legitimately showed up. He at showed up. Yeah, shorts and a bucket hat. We can't wear shorts. Was that the wrong tour? Yeah, no, that would have been absolutely hilarious. So, but kudos to him for kind of just reaching out and, you know, doing I guess the right thing, if not the uh, the funny thing. But I'm sure that guy will be. uh, Come, I'm sure he will be at Augusta. Scott Stallings will take good the real, the real PGA Pro Scott Stallings will take good care of him. I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, definitely a, a funny story there and an uncharacteristic misstep for uh, for Augusta. Uh, but that's about all I have for our uh, first show of 2023. Thank you, Godfather, for stepping in for the Chief. This has been the best show of the year. It really <laughs> has. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, allowing me to step in here and try to fill those big shoes. And uh, Dennis will be back. And yeah, you guys Chief. will have some some jersey mics to crush one way or the other one way or the other we're eating jersey mics next week so uh the chief will be back and uh we're gonna look forward to doing some more uh, guest appearances uh this year on the show so look forward to that and uh that's it we'll see everybody next week